You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Carr. Before we get started today, the NBA Draft is right around the corner, and the Locked On Network has you covered. NBA Draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft hosts Rafael Barlow and John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, today is Monday, July 19th, and today on the show we continue our What If series with a What If on Elias Harris, on if Elias Harris left after his freshman year, what the domino effect would have been from that. We're also talking a little bit about recruiting. Mark Few and his coaching staff were out this weekend uh, looking at several 2022 recruits. So I'll kind of break down a little bit of what the 2022 recruiting picture looks like and what the roster will look like going into that 22-23 season. Before we get to all that, some news and notes from around the weekend. Let's start with two former Zags who are playing in some tournaments. Admon Gilder playing in the basketball tournament, and he was playing for the Omaha uh, Blue Crew a group of primarily Creighton alumni. They won their first game on, uh, uh, was it Friday? And uh, Admon Gilder was quiet. I think he was three for 12 from the field, but he popped off for 27 points on Sunday afternoon in their round two game. Unfortunately, it was a loss to the Wichita State alumni team, the Shockers, on their own home court at Wichita State. For those that don't watch the basketball tournament, they do something called the Elam ending. So at the first uh, dead ball at the under four minute timeout in the fourth quarter, whoever is ahead in the game, you add eight points to their score. So in this case, I believe uh, uh, Admon Gilder's team was up 67 to 63, I think is what the score was. So they took uh, the Omaha Blue Crew score of 67, added eight points to that to make it 75, and that's the target score. So the first team to get to 75 points is the winner. And they do this so that every single game in the tournament ends on a game-winning shot. And so Gilder's team was up 67-63, and uh, Wichita State came back. Connor Frankamp, who I swear looks like he's 40 years old and he was in school like three years ago, um, ended up getting the game-winning shot on an inbounds play that got stolen and taken in for a layup. Very reminiscent of kind of the uh, David Stockton-Butler pass uh, back in 2013. Sorry to bring that up. So Admon Gilder's team has been eliminated from the basketball tournament. Josh Perkins' team, playing for Jimmy V, uh, they're going to take their first game on uh, next Sunday. The other player I want to talk about is Jeremy Pargo. Pargo is playing in the Big Three, which is a three-on-three league that was established probably four or five years ago at this point, but he's playing for a team called Three's Company. It's Jeremy Pargo, Mario Chalmers, Drew Gooden, Damar Johnson, and Ryan Hollins. And Jeremy Pargo's played two games. His team is 1-1, one and one, and he's led his team in scoring in both games. In the first game, in a loss, he had 16 points and 5 rebounds. And then in their win over the weekend, he had 22 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and he hit the game-winning 4-point shot. In the Big 3, there's 
a spot that is like 32 feet out and they give it uh, four points. And Jeremy Pargo hit three of those in the game, including the game winner. So shout out to Jeremy Pargo playing in the big three. The Gonzaga women offered another scholarship to another 2023 recruit. This one just outside the top 60 nationally. Her name is Amari Whiting, and she goes to Burley High School in Idaho. And she was the Idaho 4A State Player of the Year this past season. She broke a bunch of state tournament records, um, and she averaged 27 points during that state tournament. Over the course of the regular season, she scored 24 and a half, or sorry, 25 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds, three and a half steals, and two and a half assists. She also got offered a scholarship by Arizona, who was the runner-up in the uh, NCAA tournament this past season. So she's going to be sought after by pretty much every major school on the West Coast. She says she plans on narrowing down her top five schools by September 1st. So there's another one to look out for. Her name is Amari Whiting. Two of the top remaining transfers on the market made their decisions over the weekend, and Kevin O'Banner is going to go to Texas Tech, and that launches them into the top 25, and pretty much everybody's preseason uh, polls, which means this game against Gonzaga is probably already going to be a quad one game, but it could very well be a showdown of top 25 teams in December. And then the bigger one is Marcus Carr. Marcus Carr is going to transfer to Texas, which means Texas is in all likelihood going to be a top five team to start the season, which means Gonzaga versus Texas, the first weekend of the regular season, is going to be a matchup of top five teams. It could very well be one versus four or one versus five, the first Saturday night of the regular season and the first big game inside the McCarthy Athletic Center with fans back at the kennel. So everybody is going to be looking forward to that one. With Marcus Carr coming in from Minnesota, they now have seven players on Texas's roster under Chris Beard, who came in over from uh, Texas Tech. Seven players on this team. Averaged double figures last year. Marcus Carr averaged 19.5 points at Minnesota. Timmy Allen is coming in from Utah, where he averaged 17 points. Trey Mitchell, a big man from UMass, averaged 18.5 points. Christian Bishop, who you guys remember, played at Creighton, played against Gonzaga in the tournament, 11 points over at Creighton. Dylan Disu, another forward, coming in from Vanderbilt, 15 points a game. And then they're bringing in, uh, or returning, I should say, two starters they're two perimeter players in Andrew Jones, who averaged 14 and a half, and Courtney Ramey averaging 12 points. So that makes seven double-figure scores from a year ago, and we'll see how Chris Beard can kind of uh, you know put all those pieces together. And they also have Devin Askew, a former five-star recruit who transferred in from Kentucky. So they've got eight guys right away um, for Chris Beard to work with and a really, really high ceiling, and we'll see if they can actually put all those pieces together and play well and effectively as a group. And the last thing I want to mention here is that the Olympics start this week, and we will talk more about this probably on Wednesday and Friday. But just as a primer, um, the Olympic ceremonies is on Friday night. Rui Hachimura and Ira Brown are the two guys that are taking place are taking part in the Olympics. Rui Hachimura doesn't play until July 26th, which is a week from today, next Monday, uh, and he's going to play at 5 a.m. Pacific that day, and then next Wednesday and next Saturday. So July 26th, 28, and 31. We'll update you again on those game times as they get closer. But Ira Brown is going to play this week. He starts his tournament. He's playing in the three-on-three tournament. He's playing at 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Pacific time on uh, Saturday and then at 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. on Sunday. Again, as the week goes on here, we'll uh, remind you guys of those times. But the Olympics do start on Friday with the opening ceremonies. Rui Hachimura playing for Japan in the five-on-five basketball tournament, and then Ira Brown playing in the three-on-three tournament also for Japan. 
Okay, coming up, we're going to talk about the class of 2022, where Gonzaga is looking currently, and what the roster could look like heading into that 22-23 season. So we'll break down some recruiting stuff here in just a second. But first, a minute to talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, and the official sponsor for the 2021 Locked On NBA Draft Show. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. If you're not sure which flavor you want, get a mixed box of multiple flavors. All of them are soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health-conscious guy, and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, let's talk about the recruiting class of 2022. And just as an overall picture for you, out of the top 50 recruits nationally by 24-7 sports, only 13 of them, 13 out of 50, have committed to a school uh, already. And this is the summer leading into their senior year. That's a very low number if you compare it to classes in the past. And the reason for this is because this group of kids really hasn't been looked at in person in about a year and a half because there was a full recruiting dead period the entire pandemic. So now coaches are finally able to get out on the recruiting circuit and look at these guys. And so Gonzaga's picture is becoming a little bit clearer on who their priority targets are. And their top two targets, at least in terms of what I could find, uh, are Anthony Black, who's a five-star combo guard who we've talked about before. They just offered a scholarship to him last week. And then A.J. Casey, who is a four-star, top 50, top 60, depending on where you look, uh, 6'8 forward from Chicago, who uh, Roger Powell has been recruiting for quite some time. If we look at Gonzaga's roster after this coming season, they're going to lose, in all likelihood, Andrew Nemhard. Chet Holmgren, and Drew Timmy. Coming into this year, they already have one open scholarship. So if they lose those three players, essentially they'll have four scholarships to give out if they want for the class of 2022 and to transfers. If they get Anthony Black and they get AJ Casey, I think that is you know the, the ideal two top two in their class. Um, if they get those two guys, what you're looking at in the 22-23 season is Nolan Hickman and Anthony Black at the point guard spot. Rasheer Bolton and Dominic Harris at the two guard, Hunter Salas and Julian Strother at the three, Anton Watson and Ben Gregg at the four, and then Caden Perry and AJ Casey at the five, or at least a combination of those four forwards at those two spots in whichever way they want to do it. And then Martina Starlowski is still on scholarship as the 11th player. So that leaves them two open scholarships to, you know, divvy out however they want to. It seems like right now, Johan Traore is becoming a bigger target for them. He's a four-star center. He's six foot ten, uh, but he can stretch the floor a little bit. He's a top seventy-five overall prospect. They've also got their eyes on Isaac Trout, who's a six-nine big from Nebraska, and then they've also got their eyes on. And I don't, I'm not sure if they'll be able to get him from all of the normal blue bloods, but they are trying to recruit. Jaden Bradley, who is a 6'2 point guard out of IMG Academy in Florida. I've said on here before that I think Gonzaga should be going after bigs more than they should be going after guards in the class. So I I think their most ideal class would be Anthony Black, AJ Casey, and then either Johan Traore or Isaac Trout um, as that, you know, second big man. 
And then they have that one last open scholarship that they could do whatever they want with. If they're not positive that they have enough depth at any spot, they can go out and use that last scholarship on a transfer or grad transfer because we're really not sure what this freshman class is going to look like in terms of talent because, you know, they've dealt with the pandemic. They could there could be a lot of, you know, diamonds in the rough and there could also be a lot of busts, you know, top 50 players that are top 50 on paper, but don't turn out to be top 50 because they were overvalued. And a lot of players on the other side of that who are outside the top 50, but they just didn't get enough exposure and they explode once they get to college. So we'll see exactly what happens with this recruiting class. But like I said, I think Anthony Black and AJ Casey are the two biggest targets for Gonzaga in terms of roster manipulation. And then I do think they give a third scholarship to a second big man. And hopefully that's Johan Treor because I really like his game from the videos that I saw. But Isaac Trout, also an option, the big man from Nebraska that I mentioned. So there's kind of a look at the 2022 recruiting class and where Gonzaga kind of stands with all of those guys. Coming up, we finish the show with a what if. And the what if is pretty simple. What if Elias Harris leaves after his freshman season? We'll break down the domino effect of that here to finish today's show. Before we do that, today's episode also sponsored by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The San Francisco Giants still have the best record in baseball, and they have a huge series against the Dodgers coming up this week. If you want to bet on any of that, if you want to bet on NBA Finals Game 6, well, it's the perfect time to get in on that action, and you can track all of it. Bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. Okay, let's get to it. Part three of our What If series, and it's What If Elias Harris left after his freshman season. Let's set up the scenario here. Elias Harris comes in as a freshman in the 2009-2010 college basketball season, averages 15 points, 7 rebounds as a freshman, and he decides that he would come back for his sophomore year. He could have very, very easily left and been drafted after his freshman season. For whatever reason, he decides he wants to come back and play uh, another year. Turns out he ends up playing all four years at Gonzaga. Nobody, I don't really think anybody in their right mind after his freshman season thought that he'd be staying all four years in Spokane. So today's exercise is let's find out what would have happened if Elias Harris did leave after that freshman season. What would have happened after that? So let's start with that 2010-2011 team, which was his sophomore year. That team needed some heroics from Marquise Carter just to make the NCAA tournament. They were not going to make it if they did not win the WCC tournament. Luckily, they did. They ended up beating St. John's uh, in the first round as an 11th seed and then lost to Jimmer Fredette in the second round. But without Elias Harris, what happens with that roster? Well, Sam Dower is a freshman, so he plays a lot more. Kelly Olynyk, and this is where it gets really interesting. Kelly Olynyk was his sophomore year. He plays... And he plays a bunch, and he doesn't redshirt. This would be the biggest change, is if Liz Harris leaves after his freshman season, Kelly Olenek probably never redshirts and never has the Olenek Clinic, gets his body bigger, gets his body stronger. He just plays for all four years, and he probably doesn't become the player that he does. 
And if that's the case, you know, you don't know for sure if Sam Dower and Kelly Olynyk with more minutes helps Gonzaga actually make that NCAA tournament. My guess is probably not. Uh, my guess is if Elias Harris leaves after his freshman year, Gonzaga probably misses the tournament altogether in 2011. Uh, that would be my guess, but of course, this is all hypothetical. So let's move on to 2012. And this is an interesting one as well because that's Ryan Spangler's freshman season. And this was the year that Kelly Olynyk sat out. But if he were still playing, it would be Robert Sacre as a senior, Sam Dower as a sophomore, Kelly Olynyk as a junior, and then Ryan Spangler would be that fourth big. And so he'd probably be playing more minutes um, than what he got, would be my guess. Uh, but at the very least, he would know that there's not three superstars essentially ahead of him in the pecking order, and he may not transfer. But knowing his story, it's very possible he still transfers out and goes back home to Oklahoma because... He really, really wanted to go back home, and that's the whole reason he transferred out. So it's possible he still leaves, but if he did play more at Gonzaga, maybe he stays, and maybe he has a great career at Gonzaga and becomes the next dominant big man that they had instead of, say, Kelly Olynyk, for example. And then that 2013 season, which is, um, you know, Elias Harris's senior year, and this was the Kelly Olynyk breakout season, Kelly Olynyk probably never breaks out if Elias Harris leaves. In all likelihood, Gonzaga never becomes, you know, a number one seed in the tournament, number one ranked team in the country if Elias Harris leaves after his freshman year and Kelly Olenek never redshirts because those were the two superstars on that team in the 2013 season. Kelly averaged 18 points, Elias Harris averaged 15 points, and Kevin Pangos was the only other double-digit scorer. Without those two guys working at that level, essentially you've got Pangos and Gary Bella's young sophomores and then a freshman Shemek Karnowski and a junior Sam Dower getting a lot of minutes. And then whatever a senior year non-redshirted Kelly Olenek would have looked like, which, I mean, who the heck knows? Would he have been able to develop his body into something while playing? Probably not. Um, so the domino effect after that 2013 year when they exploded and became the number one team in the country, you know, they kind of catapulted themselves into that upper echelon of teams and continue to recruit better, continue to get better uh, from there. So this is all to say, if Elias Harris doesn't come back after his freshman season, I don't know if Gonzaga ever gets to an elite level like they are right now. You could make an argument that Elias Harris coming back and playing all four years in Spokane is one of the single biggest decisions in Gonzaga history in terms of growth of the program. Because if he leaves, the domino effect is just absolutely enormous looking back in hindsight. There's no Kelly Olenek redshirt. It's very possible they missed the NCAA tournament altogether in 2011. And there's definitely not a number one seed in that 2013 year. And then after that, I don't know if recruiting actually takes off because you don't know if Gonzaga uh, or when Gonzaga would get to that kind of upper tier level of NCAA team. So a really, really interesting hypothetical. I think Elias Harris's impact kind of gets undervalued by a lot of fans because he didn't necessarily get that much better after his freshman season. Um, normally, if you have a just a ridiculously good freshman year, you come back. You know, you probably get better and then get drafted after your sophomore year, which is what we have seen from a lot of Gonzaga players in the past. Um, but he kind of just stayed more or less at the same level 
all four years he was in Spokane, so maybe player or PF fans, I should say, don't really recognize what his impact was. Uh, but I think his decision to come back and play all four years, as I've just discussed, uh, is one of the more underrated decisions in terms of program growth in Gonzaga history. Okay, that is going to do it for today's show. This week is going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday episodes, so we'll be back on Wednesday of this week. I'm in Florida all week. I'm taking off for Florida today with my wife to see my parents and see their new house for the first time since the pandemic started. And uh, since we're in Florida on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's episode is going to be a Florida-based Gonzaga episode. And we'll also do uh, another what if. So the what if, let's talk about that first. The what if is going to be, what if Shema Karnowski does not hurt his back in the 2015-16 season? What is the domino effect from that? And then the Florida portion of the show is Gonzaga's history with Florida. Games in Florida, games against Florida schools, everything related with Gonzaga and Florida because they have a very, very long history. So we'll look back at that, and I think that'll be kind of fun. And then on Friday, we'll have a special interview, which I'll talk about after Wednesday's show. Next week, we are starting back up five episodes per week, and we'll be at five episodes a week all the way through the regular season. So this week is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then next week, we're starting back up Monday through Friday, five days a week for the foreseeable future. With the NBA draft coming up, don't forget you can tune in to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout the week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Don't forget, you can also rate and subscribe to this podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating. You can follow me on Twitter at SCARGO. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Zags. If you want to email a show with your story, any questions or any ideas you want me to talk about on the show, feel free to do so. It's LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your Monday. We will see you back here on Wednesday morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.